0: The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org grateful that you're here with us this evening tuning into our service what an opportunity it is for us to come together as a community even though we are not together physically we are together we are with you we feel you with us and what a joy it is to have this time with you so i am very blessed this evening to have here on the stage reverend jackie harris and dr patty lukenbach both wonderful, great women, and we're having our a living room conversation tonight. Dr. Patty has a great message in store for us all, and we're going to start out talking a little bit about change. I've heard uh, heard that there have been some changes going on in the world lately. Have you, have you noticed there's been a few things that have a changed few, a little bit? A few. And that there's some wisdom in the world that indicates that uh, change is the only constant. Mm-hmm. And so we know that uh, we have been through a lot of change and You probably have been, too. So we're going to talk tonight about our best ideas, best practices, best methods for being centered and dealing with the changes that show up in our lives. And so, Dr. Patty, what wisdom do you have for us around that this evening?
1: Well, I think it's just some down-to-earth wisdom. Um, I think just taking a deep breath. And I could have started and said I immediately go into prayer. Not always, (laughs) I have to go to that deep breath and uh, a lot of times just pull myself away from the conditions and um, contemplate a little bit and to recognize I'm so grateful for these teachings because it really has helped me. I've gone to a lot of the books and I read and I just recognize that there is that one life that's in and through all things that never changes Mm -hmm. and that helps. And then i have one other thing this week uh, for whatever reason i was feeling kind of the impact of more changes maybe you have been too and um so i only had about 25 minutes in between some zoom calls and whatnot today and the ladies tonight will relate to this i went downstairs And I changed all my furniture around.
2: And that really helped me.
0: (laughs) That's very good. What about you, Reverend Jackie? Have you changed your furniture around No, I was just
2: thinking to myself, it's been a long time (laughs) since I've been that excited to change my furniture around. So I might go home tonight and do that. uh, For me... I think, I was I was thinking, listening to the song, too, that Jennifer sang, I, that's the thing that grounds me, is reminding me that things are always, always in change. It's just now it's so obviously in change, and that God is in control. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have my moments, but it, it reminds me that... I don't have to have all the answers and it's okay. And so I can move through these kinds of circumstances and know that whatever is at the end, I'm going to be a changed person and I'm going to be a better person for what I've moved through. So as hard as this time has been, as much for me as for everyone out there, I know that there is something that the universe is cooking up that is going to really unfold itself for us. Beautiful,
0: very wise. I resonate with what both of you are saying, and, and um, I guess for me it might be somewhat of a reiteration of what you're saying. Uh, there's a, a, a law in this universe that I think is really important, and that is that nothing is all bad and nothing mm-hmm. is all good every element that we have in life, every condition, every situation has its its parts that we love and adore and has things that we would rather not be there. Uh, every person does, every situation. And I believe that's true of change too. Mm-hmm. All change is not good or bad. It's both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so some changes I know feel like um, a kick in the belly. Mm-hmm. A lot of the changes that we've experienced, I think have been like a kick in the gut, like I can't believe that's changed. Or when you lose a loved one or a relationship suddenly crumbles. So the immediate reaction to change can be very felt in the body, can be very emotional as you were talking about, Dr. Patty. And so I think it's really important not to miss that part. Our teaching does not teach that we skip over that part. I think it's important for us to really be in that part. And if there's grieving to be done, to do it. Here's where it gets challenging though, is that some of us are grieving things that changed 30 years ago. We haven't stopped. And so um, because Mm -hmm. change has with it, it's good aspects too. It's it's aspects that grow us Mm -hmm. and give us greater freedom, challenge us to become a a better version of ourselves or a newer version Mm -hmm. of ourselves, challenge us to evolve then I don't think we should resist change even though it can be hard. Mm-hmm. I've often joked in this teaching that the one of the key slogans of our teaching is um, change your thinking, change your life. But we kind of take it like change your thinking, but don't change the the, the Starbucks uh, where, yeah. you know, don't change the aisles at the mm-hmm.
2: don't change
0: mm-hmm. how you do your hair. Don't right. change what's going on in the world. So we have to be willing to understand that when we can be with change and be uh, balanced with change, then we're also empowered to look at how we can change our life and the way we want to change our life. Because change has been a good mm-hmm. thing. Do you have some things that have changed during this time that have actually been good for you, Dr. Patty? Oh, I have. Um, just more time at home. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Just greater connections, even with our congregants. And even though we're not in person, we've had some incredible times together on the phone, so we're still connected. Mm -hmm. And I think what I'm hearing you say, uh, Dr. Michelle, is it's demanding that each one of us be flexible. Mm -hmm. So um, I think of flexibility as being a willow, you know, watching the the trees move, and it's like, okay, Patty, today you're going to be a willow, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and you're just going to be flexible. As to what the decisions have been and what's taking place,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have there been any changes that have been good for you in all of this? I think being uh, being forced to mm-hmm. be at home so much, uh, because I was always I always seemed to be gone. Um, so what it's done is it helps my personal relationship with my spouse, mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you know we're with each other all the time and so you know those things that maybe would irritate a little bit and so then you'd walk out the door because you knew you were going to work or whatever. Now I look at them and say okay now how can we work this out Mm -hmm. so it's a more productive way and it's made a huge difference and being able to have that time outside, and yeah. that time to enjoy the beauty of Colorado. I yeah. mean, so yes, uh, even though, you know, I'd like to say, oh, you know, <laughs> all, all, I'm always so perfect, but that would not be the truth.
0: <laughs> I had an event that I wrote about on Facebook that um, really tickled me. My wonderful husband, Ken, and I were out on our front deck area, sitting out there one night on a beautiful Colorado night, and I could hear children playing in the background in their yards and dogs barking and people were walking by and cars were going by and people were cooking dinner and their windows were open and I could smell the food. And I had this moment, I'm a child of the 60s, where I thought to myself, I bet this is what it was like in the 50s <laughs> that people talk about all the time, the you know, the neighborly mm-hmm. sense, the neighborhood. And I, ha- I felt very connected to my neighbors in that moment and could hear them chatting in their homes and could just feel this sense of the presence of them. That's just one thing that there's, there's a warmth that can happen. And I think that's the key with Mm -hmm. all of this. Absolutely, we know that some of you have been through devastating changes through this time, just devastating. And there's a way to ride the wave of change and be with it and process it and find the joy in it and find the good in it and find the opportunities within it. And so that's what we're urging you to do. And you're gonna to get to hear a lot more from Dr. Patty tonight, that I'm sure is going to bring wisdom to all of our hearts. Tonight, my topic is navigating the
1: waters of life. And in our little conversation here tonight, we just barely touched on navigating the waters of change. And I recognize that we are no longer um, accidental tourists in our life. And um, that reminds me of a story. A couple years ago, I was down in Peru. And uh, several of us took a trip with some guides, wonderful guides, back into the jungle. And we had to um, go back in the jungle on a boat going down a river. And when we were going down the river to go to our destination, the river was there. There was water, and the boat floated. And uh, when we were coming back to get in the boats, the guides were a little upset because it had been a very dry season down there. And um, there was places in the river where there was no water. So now they have these people. How are we going to get these people out of here? So uh, we'd all got in the boats with our backpacks and all. And uh, we'd float for a while. And then all of a sudden, and our guides were the cutest young guys ever, they stood up and they dropped their drawers, they took their jeans off, and they stepped into the water to help move the boat. Well, pretty soon, we're all in the water moving the boat. And for miles. Uh, we walked through mud, uh, there was rocks, and every once in a while we could get back in the boat and be able to float for a while. Well, we eventually got back home, of course. but it was interesting, and I thought, yeah, no longer a tourist in my life. you know It was demanding that um, I really participate. And I believe that the times that we're in, oh, there's a lot a uh, lot of goodness that's taking place but it's asking us to get in the water. It's asking us to absolutely participate. And also to be very intentional. And the definition of the word intent, we use that word a lot, is purpose. So it's asking that we have purpose. Well, of course, that day we had a purpose to be able to um, move from where we were out of the jungle. But as we move forward in life, it's interesting that Uh, Life asks us so many times, what is my purpose? And it's asking us to have incredible, incredible courage. And Carlos Castaneda, a great shaman, he wrote this. He said, in the universe, there is a measurable, indestructible force that shamans call intent, absolutely everything that exists. The entire cosmos is attached to intent by a connecting line, by a connecting line. And spiritually, I like to behold that connecting line. I call it an umbilical cord of light. And that's that spiritual piece that I know we're always connected, always connected to that. And I think it was D.H. Lawrence, he said, the great virtue in life is real courage that knows how to face and live beyond them. Another story that I just I learned about in this past year, uh, I'm kind of on the top of the food chain of my uh, Swedish family. All of my aunts and uncles and moms and dads are now in the spirit world. And uh, one of my cousins who just passed away, she held all the stories of our Swedish heritage. And I was so graced through Mile High to connect back with her, and she has shared with me so many things. One was my great-grandmother's diary, amazing. And this little lady and her husband, of course, came to the United States many, many years ago and came here from Sweden. And in her diary, she writes that with seven children, constantly seasick, and with a babe in arms, that they came forth, not knowing exactly where they were going, but just trusting that ride. And it was so sweet in the diary, she said she held her baby in the threads of her apron. And so I got to thinking maybe those threads are like that line, that lifeline that on some level she had that courage, they all did, to just trust that this journey was going to take them somewhere. And of course it certainly did, and I'm grateful for that. So we are no longer on the sidelines of our lives. And so it's important as we're whether we're walking or we're floating or whatever the experience might be, that we recognize that we still have purpose. And I always anchor purpose back into that spiritual connection, that spiritual cord. And I think about also strength. We need courage. We also need strength. And um, I love studying about Lewis and Clark. And recently I've been reading about them because when they took on the um, command or the job to be able to sail up the rivers and to find the Northwest Passage many, many years ago, very historical journey, that uh, they had a dog with them that made the entire trip. And I think that's why I'm so interested because they had a Newfoundland, great big old dog. I now own, my husband and I own a Newfoundland, Newfoundland, and she's big as can be. And so I started to reread Lewis and Clark to see how the dog made it with them, which the dog did. But it was interesting in their journey, even though um, the, the government and the organizations thought they knew exactly how to send them to the Northwest Passage, they sent them with a boat that couldn't even float. And so immediately, they had to trust, they had to build their own canoes to be able to move on the rivers. A lot of challenges, of course, took place. And once they finally got to what they thought was the Northwest Passage, they realized there was no more rivers that they could float on. And so they had to rely on the beautiful individuals that were around them. Some of the Native Americans, some old trappers that knew those mountains, And they had to create a different path, a different journey to make it through the mountains. So their story, I think, can even relate to where we are right now. Maybe someone's given us a boat that wasn't even made to be able to float. And it's asking us to rely on our very own strength and that intention, once again, to be able to know what is right, where we are going. And so Mark Twain, he said this, he said, courage is resistance to fear and the absence of fear. So no doubt on their journey, there was fear, but also that courage brought them beyond that fear to be able to continue to move forward. And so the ruts from their journey historically became the Oregon Trail where thousands of people came back west. And so I'm thinking of another incredible place that I once had the opportunity to uh, be a part of it in 2006. Uh, Dr. Rav Smith and myself and uh, quite a few mile-hires, we went to the Grand Canyon. And that took determination, purpose, intent. And since we were the leaders of the trip, we went early and we met the guides and we got to load the rafts, the cargo, and the word cargo means good. So in these times we're living in, we need to focus on the good, to make sure that we are placing in our raft good, goodness, and I know the goodies and all the things that go with us. But on that journey, and it was for a good seven days. Yes, we had food. We had things for our safety. But everything was organized. We packed it in a light way to be able to move on this incredible river. And I'm thinking when I got to the Grand Canyon and I looked up, thousands and thousands of years of Grandmother Earth and life itself, speaking about ruts, carving that incredible Grand Canyon. And now we are in the very belly of Grand Canyon. And we pushed off those rafts. And some of the places on the canyon were broad and beautiful, and you could just kind of float and get into a state of wonderment. And then all of a sudden around a curve would be these powerful rapids. And you would be moving, just flying through the air, literally sometimes. And as you were flying through the air, you were also asked to take a bucket and to be able to remove the water that was coming in the raft and pour it out. So there was nowhere to hide. You needed to be courageous. You needed to fully participate. And he needed to have determination, determination. And it was interesting that many times we didn't get caught in an eddy in a river. Those rivers of life, we have those eddies and they're a circular motion. And an eddy reminds us of a pattern. And I think a lot of times in our life we get into a circular pattern and we just spin in that pattern, spin, 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 spin. spin. And so many times we're spinning with worry. We're spinning with doubt. So if you're spinning tonight with any worry or doubt, know that it's up to us. No one else. It's up to us to be able to push ourselves out of that state of mind, out of that eddy on our river of life and to get back into the flow. And so the safety... The safety was so important on every one of our journeys. It's safety right now that we hear about. And I remember that going down the Grand Canyon every once in a while, the guides would pull the rafts over and they would get out of the raft and I'd see them talking and they'd walk down quite a ways because they were studying the rapids because the river was constantly changing. So it wasn't like you had a map, and no, oh, for sure, this is rapid number one, this is rapid number two. Life is constantly changing. And so they would get out and study exactly how they were going to take that raft down through that rapid. And of course, it was successful. And it was howly. It was fun in the midst of being so afraid. It was fun. So what I loved the most about that journey was in the early morning. And I know early morning at my house, I love it because I hear the birds singing. And I've been giving myself extra space to be with that stillness or with that vibration because it reminds me once again of that connecting line. And so in the morning on the Grand Canyon, we were asked not to talk to each other, but to be able to push ourselves, our rafts, out into the river with stillness, and just enjoy the float. And so Ernest Holmes, he wrote, "We are going to be still and know that our being is derived from pure spirit, that God is our host, that we are not strangers on the shores of time, but divine beings." Guest of the kingdom of God. And Maya Angelou, she wrote, a person in harmony with her or his spirit is like a river flowing. So let's remember our courage, our strength, our intent, and our determination. Because we're no longer tourists, accidental tourists, on our journey through life. So push yourself now from the shore into the very center of the river.
2: Uh, There must have been something in the water, and that something is God. That God that just moves and has its being in each one of us as we float down that river of life and we enjoy the float, that we understand that that is life, that life can be freeing. It does not have to be a time of pain and suffering that we can feel that grace of God moving through every part of our body all the time. And so now I want to speak the word that says there are those out in the virtual audience who need to find some peace of mind something away from the confusion and the chaos they feel in life so I say now speak that name whether it be your own or someone else's and know that God hears that name and God fills that person with that peace of mind I know that right now and I know also that if healing is necessary in body, mind, or spirit for yourself or anyone you know, speak that name out loud now and know that that healing presence of God is always available and fills each individual person with that healing power, trusting that every cell in the body is working for the good of the body now and if there's trouble in a relationship speak the name of that person or persons and know that perfect right relationships are the gift of God and that God has a perfect relationship with each one of us and so we can have that same kind of perfect relationship with each other because that is God's will. And is there abundance, prosperity that you want in your life or you know someone in these economic times that seem to be so troubling? Speak those names and know that that abundance is already available because this is an abundant universe. Take what the universe gives and use it. Use it for the good of yourself and of the world because God is always working in and through every one of us now and always. And I am so absolutely thankful for the truth of this prayer knowing that God is right here, right now and in each person who is part of this prayer now and far beyond that in this universe. Thank you, Spirit. So I can let this prayer go because I know it's unfolding right now and in perfection. So I let it go and I let it be. And I can say, and so it is. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This
1: podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous
0: day.